0: bud? Benny! You wanna record a podcast? You know what? Only if we ask a what-if question. What if the Vatican held many secrets? Many secrets, bro! So, so many secrets. brah. Oh, Bruh. Jesus. Oh, God. Dropped a crystal on Bruh. the table. Watch out. <laughs> you guys, if you did hear that, it was actually a crystal <laughs> falling over <laughs> in our studio. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make their presence known. Hey, guys. If you thought it wasn't real, <laughs> it's real out here. We'd be
1: dropping crystals in the studio. Things, things are getting reorganized in the studio today. It's a little,
0: little messy. It's good. It's a little work in progress, but the vibe mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. We got we got a lamp on the floor. Um, many, many studio upgrades in process. We got a new computer last week. Woo! Got a new desk coming tomorrow. What? <laughs> I feel like... Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh!
1: I feel like we should be uh, we should be sitting on the floor right now with like a Ouija
0: board. We could. Well, I don't have a Ouija board. We <laughs> could sit on the floor if you want. I started answering that question before I, I let floor. you finish. <laughs> I got a butt in the floor. I mean, we were halfway I got there. Two to three things. <laughs> um, Start responding before you finish your sentence.
1: <laughs> I apologize. We could. Oh, uh, <laughs> but no. It's just the the vibe in here is very like. Um, let's have a seance. We've got well, we've got a blue. Um, We've got a blue essential oil distributor mm-hmm. uh, I got some cypress
0: in there in case you need any. Oh. We can get mm. that we can get that going. Let's do that. Get make it, it a little get it misting. Make it a little smoky in here too.
1: <laughs> there's a giant crystal lamp and then there's just sort of a a sad wired lamp on Dude, the floor.
0: I might go do this right after we record tonight. Okay. <laughs> got a paycheck and I'm doing stupid things with it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> My job sometimes involves getting paid like, you know, in 6-month increments in large sums and then I got to convince myself to not buy reckless shit with it. <laughs> I didn't make any money for 6 months and then I made all the money. Right. So now I need a salt lamp pyramid, which is a thing that they sell at the co-op. I didn't hear the word you just said. Salt lamp pyramid. Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. We That's... need one, right? Or maybe several? I mean, it's a yeah. business expense, isn't it? we should <laughs> studio decoration I think technically it yeah, is it actually probably
1: is We should try to uh film or film that's not what we do here We should try to record a full episode uh just each holding a pyramid in our hand mm. and like see how it affects our vibe mm. Damn that cypress is wild It's pretty strong It's pretty I, it's I may, pretty strong I
0: may have uh not diluted it quite quite enough We may we may you have to the, let that Okay yeah we'll let we'll tear. let it circulate for a minute <laughs> Hey hey chill chill Chill.
1: Chill, you're good. It's okay. it's a uh, it's piney. It smells it smells My seasonal.
0: Mistake.
1: <laughs> However. Uh, you want to talk about Vatican secrets? You know, I'd like nothing more. Okay. What uh, do we have any announcements to make this week? Mm, oh, I don't think so. We do have one quick announcement. Uh, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> Um. One quick announcement. So every once in a while, we make a Patreon episode uh free to oh, the yeah, public. We haven't done that in a minute. And um, so uh, we did that this week. Well, did we? Of last week? Yeah, we did. Oh, you picked the one we were talking shit about
0: people, huh? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's already up there. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was free. Did I do that? Did I mess it up? Yeah, but oh, great. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> Oops. Um, well, yeah. there you go. Have at it. So,
1: if you go to Patreon.com/slash uh, for just five bucks, we actually do two episodes a week. You are hearing the free version. There's also a paid version as well. This week, we decided to make the paid version
0: inadvertently or advertently uh, free this week. So well, if- that's actually a really good one because uh, it's mostly I went. It's mostly my review of the new Jeremy Corbell Bob Lazar movie. Uh, and I attended the premiere in L.A. last week, yeah. along with What If Correspondent Lydia Liza. Yes. So you can hear my review and our discussion around the uh, the nonsense that is Jeremy Corbell films.
1: Also, spoiler alert, within the first 30 minutes of that episode, I literally laugh until I cry. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hard
0: hard tears that takes me a little while to get back together yeah, well my mistake uh, worked out okay that was actually one of our better patreon episodes i think yeah it'll, it'll and be and it's been a while since we've done that yeah
1: so. it's been a while since we've done that so yeah if uh if you if you've been on the fence about whether or not you want to join the patreon hop over there give a listen to the free one and then know that uh if you join for just five bucks a month you get access to like 60, 60 some 64 yeah, ish like episodes
0: that. we've been doing it for over a year
1: yeah um plus you get an additional new one every single week so go check that out. Uh, go listen to that free one. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun one.
0: T- tell me about the Vatican secret archives, please. Oh boy.
1: Oh boy. Cause
0: I mostly researched the parts about the aliens and the, uh, conspiracies. You, so you don't say, <laughs> if you want to give us some actual information, that might be a good place to start.
1: Okay. I can definitely handle that. Um, so there is a giant parking lot, uh, in the Vatican, in Vatican City, that is adjacent to the Vatican Library. And underneath the Vatican Library is a archive. Uh, in Latin, it is titled Archivum Secretum Vaticanum, which is roughly translated to
0: the Secret Vatican Archive, or the Vatican's Secret Archive. I've heard some varying reports about how accurate that translation is. So. That translation to the letter is true, but
1: secretum actually is probably better translated to mean private. Mm. Um, so... Not
0: secretion? Gross.
1: Uh, (laughs) Gross! (laughs) Um, so... Not to not to pull the rug out right away from the secretiveness of the archive.
0: It's underground though that's still pretty secretive. It
1: is definitely underground. It is under that uh, that parking
0: lot. Just um, architects going forward, if you don't want people to come up with weird conspiracies about your buildings, put them above ground. That's way, true. Way less suspicious. Also, even don't if it shit. is a roughly incorrect translation, maybe don't put the word "secret" in the name. Also, that <laughs>
1: that's not if a super secret. If it's secret and
0: it's underground, I'm thinking up conspiracies about it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: I don't know what else to tell you.
1: Um, it was the the so the archive itself was founded in 1612, um, and I'm actually
0: not sure by which pope. Um, I had it somewhere in my notes, but who cares? They all have similar names it's, anyway. Yeah, it, it's the 7th or the 9th the so, or the 25th, yeah. or you know.
1: Um, a pope founded it in 1612 and said, hey, we've got a lot of important stuff. We should probably put it somewhere. So they started putting it in this Vatican's secret archive. Um, it has grown and grown and grown because inside of it is... Collections of documents, documents that are donated, documents that are found. There's also, uh, it's also a record of all papal correspondence. So Mm -hmm. there are copies of all of the papal letters going in and out of the Vatican as well, inside of the Vatican secret archives.
0: It was Pope Paul V, by the way.
1: Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's... We don't know how many documents. The estimates are anywhere in the tens of thousands to potentially in the hundreds of thousands of documents. What we do know. I saw most of them were most of the estimates I saw were around 30.: 30. 30,000? 30, Individual documents?: Well, so 35,000 documents have been indexed.: Oh Lord. But there are potentially five to ten to we don't even know how many times more than that because they actually aren't indexing the vast majority of the archive itself. The shelving takes up fifty-three linear miles. Yeah, th- I read that one. <laughs> that's pretty fucking nuts if you think about that—fifty-three well, miles of shelves. Yeah, and it's it, it's what I don't know is is it multiple layers of it shelves? It has to be. It has that's to. What, be, that's right? what I was going
0: to say. It might not be quite as impressive as it sounds. But
1: even if those, because I'm
0: picturing, you know, one shelf, and obviously that's not how you would store things,
1: right? So, but even five shelves high, you know, I don't know, a hundred feet of shelving—that's five hundred feet. I guess you have on the other side of that, then you have a thousand feet. But still, though, it's gonna—that's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet of five shelf high.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's real fucking
1: big. I'm it's, sure it's real yeah. big.
0: Um. So,
1: yeah, so 35,000 of these documents from uh, the Secret Archive have been indexed, Uh, but there's not a super urgent effort to
0: index the rest of the documents. I came across an Atlantic article today (laughs) talking about an effort to uh, using AI to start digitizing and and like uh, indexing yeah, some of it yeah i saw that too the
1: the crux that they bring up in that uh, in that article and you can find it mentioned in other places is it's really 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 fucking hard to index this stuff because well for a variety of reasons the first one a lot of it's handwritten yeah. so when it's handwritten especially in like old english or old latin cursive The lettering is borderline—some
0: of it's impossible to read. Like, people can't actually read it. They don't know what it says. Well, and it's going—there's going to be a ton of variance from document to document, even page to page, line to line. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Tons of variance. The same thing happens uh, because a lot of it is also done in typesets. But it's done in those old calligraphy-style typesets where the letters are designed to look very similar to each other. Mm. And so when they're all lined up in these typesets where the letters are designed to look really similar, it's super-duper hard for AI and computers to actually, like, choose what letter starts and what letter ends where. Heck. And then it can't actually translate any of the shit that it's even looking at.
0: How How does that work? Do you basically have to
1: scan every document? yeah, they scan it and then the and then the AI uses like color coding to try to break where the letters start and finish. even scanning and then all guesses that, on the
0: letters. even scanning all that stuff seems like a huge undertaking. okay. Like, so that's another reason.
1: So the actual scanning of those things, there isn't like we think about when we think about paper today, we think about either a eleven in the u k or a twelve in the United States. Everything is eight and a half by eleven. For the vast majority of the paper yeah. that we use as a society, like the vast majority back then there was no, there was no like default printer paper in fucking the 1200s. Right. So you have scrolls, one of which was the Knights of Templars uh trial testimonies that was literally written on like a 90 meter long scroll. That was like, I think like two and a half or three feet wide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go right. nuts. Good luck t- photographing 90 meters of, and this is the last reason why it's super hard to uh, catalog this stuff, is it super fragile. We're talking about paper and ink that has seen a lot and has been moved and buried and lost and found and aged it, and
0: they it's have, fragile. They have at least one document dating to the end of the 8th century. That's fucking crazy. We're As talking a, about stuff that's in excess of a 1000 years old that yeah. you're trying to the 1300-year-old
1: piece of paper like yeah. what
0: <laughs> what I, I don't even know how that is still an object that you could handle at For all For sure. It's I, and I imagine some of it has probably been put in
1: some of those like preservation slips where they have it kind of like, you know,
0: laminated or sure, sealed or <laughs> At what point and then how well has that been preserved and totally. like totally how well was it preserved prior to that totally. uh, anything that's 12 1300 years old totally is not going to be in great shape exactly. i would think exactly so so for all the reasons we just described there
1: hasn't been a huge efforts to index the rest of this stuff because basically it's really fucking hard and they don't have a ton of people to do it and i would guess a lot of it is like not important yeah i mean i i I would also gather that that's probably the case. A lot of it's probably, like, internal papal communications and just, like— or I should say
0: not, like—none of it is—I hmm. bet a lot of it is not urgent, at least. Sure. You know, like, maybe in the future there's some need or, like, you're you're preserving it for the sake of preserving it, but corres- correspondences from a 1,000 years ago, like, ooh, no one is asking for that stuff, right. you know? The flip side of that
1: coin, however, and part of what leads us to today's episode is— because of a lot of it hasn't been indexed, and because they actually control access to these documents really, really
0: intensely. Well, it wasn't open at all until the 70s. Uh, yeah. I early 80s.
1: 1881 is the date I had was the first time it was open to the public. 1881?
0: Yeah. Really? Yep. Mm, no? You I, have something different? I believe that that's 19. 1981? Is it really? Mm-hmm so i i mean i there was a letter uh from a historian to the Pope in nineteen seventy nine oh, ask asking that yeah. it be opened go ahead oh i think it it wasn't open in to like now if you're uh, have a research based need to access something yep you can Request access. You have to say specifically what you want access to. They limit the number of items you can pull at any one time. Only 60 people a day are allowed into the archive. And you're limited in terms of how much time you have to access the the things you need. And if you request something that turns out to not be what you need or is in a language that you can't read or whatever. You got to do it all again to go back. Yeah. Um, But I believe that process didn't start until... The, like nineteen eighty ish.
1: Yeah, I think what I the date I had for eighteen eighty one was that was the first time they actually let like researchers and cardinals into it in the Vatican itself. Mm, got like, it. Other people internally could go and like check stuff out. Got it. But um, but the point that you that you just said in in that last sentence that I think is super duper important is. You have to request which document you want to read. It doesn't make any sense. If it's not indexed, how do you request a document? You you actually can't. And that's why that's a big part of what leads to all the secrecy is if only 35,000 of what is potentially hundreds of thousands of documents have been indexed, we don't know what's in there and but we don't know if they know and they don't want to index it because they don't want to tell people.
0: So I don't understand how that process would work, though. Are it, Some of it is indexed, right? They have a website where you can view certain records. Yep. So you can request those items. Right. Can you then request items related to those? Or can you just not request and therefore not view any of the items that they haven't indexed yet? You have to know an item exists in order to ask to see it. And the only way you would know that is by... If it's in their index. So basically any of the stuff that hasn't been indexed is not viewable. Right. And no, they don't allow
1: for researchers to go like scan the shelves and go, maybe this is of interest. Maybe this is
0: of value. Which I understand that of like when you're dealing with things that are hundreds, if not a thousand or more years old, there's a lot of damage that could be done just by handling things.
1: Totally. But I guess... The flip side of that coin, though, is there are people who are trained in like handling old documents who sure. could be tasked with, hey, can you make some sort of organization out of this? But it doesn't seem like that's been a priority for them. And so for all we know, there are tens, if not hundreds of thousands of unindexed, unknowable, unseeable, unfindable Uh, documents and pieces of information that go back to edicts and papal bulls and communications and potentially research and things that potentially were confiscated under the control of the Catholic Church during certain time periods, going to your point,
0: back as far as like over a thousand years ago. Did you find... I'm trying to find like any publicly searchable, like how would I go about finding out what stuff is archived? I don't, it's it's not apparent to me from their website. I don't know. Unless I'm just missing something obvious.
1: No, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's something where like, like maybe they only, you know how there's those different scholarly, like, like journal search engines. You know what I'm talking about? Like WorldCat and such? Yeah, that shit. And uh, what was it, JSTOR or whatever the other one was? Like maybe they got like WorldVat for Vatican-only documents or something, <laughs> and that's how you uh, search it? I, re- I legit don't know, but I-, I didn't see anywhere that you can actually like do your
0: own searching. Let's see. Under access and consultation on the archives website. Uh, research in the it just archi- says fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> research in the Archivo Sargento Vaticano is free of sar- it's free of charge and open to qualified scholars conducting scientific studies. All researchers must have a university degree or an equivalent university diploma. Clergymen must possess a licen- licential degree or PhD. Uh, permission is granted to consult the documents and archives up until the end of. What oh, you can only view things going back until nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, so that's another part of it. That seems like a very small percentage of the things that they have. Uh wait. Until
1: yeah, until nineteen thirty nine. That's right.
0: So they stopped it says, it says today permission is granted to consult the documents in the archives up until the end of nineteen thirty nine. Yes. So does that mean nothing after nineteen thirty nine? Correct. Which, only things prior to 1939. Which
1: that's interesting. 1939. What what happened in 1939?
0: Well, it was the end of the papacy of Pius 11. Uh-huh. It was also the start of something pretty important too. You mean World War 2? Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: World uh-huh. War 2 and uh we did a full episode about the uh the Foo fighters. Mm. Nee, 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 nee. We'll get there later.
0: Okay. Uh, there, yeah, there are some other weird, well, whatever. Weird, what? Weird access uh, things? Thing. I, I think there, there might've been some things starting around then that, uh, records of which would make the Catholic church in general look pretty shitty.
1: Uh, anything specific there?
0: Uh, their stance on Hitler and Nazis.
1: I don't, I didn't know they had one.
0: Uh, well, they definitely didn't oppose them Oh. during the war. Uh oh! Yeah, and that seems like
1: the not the not the best thing he could have done. No, the decision that time. did not age well at all. Nope. No,
0: um, and then more recent controversies with the Catholic Church as well. I'm assuming.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: So okay, you need an admission card to access a reading room. Uh, you they can be obtained at the admission secretariat from Monday to Friday, eight thirty to ten thirty. To request one, you have to send an application. Uh provide a presentation letter from a recognized university. You have to specify the academic qualification obtained. You have to f- attach a photocopy of a valid ID and a photograph, and then you cannot bring anything in with you, including uh, computers, pens, cameras. nothing in which nothing that you could use to like document or take notes on anything. right. Wow.
1: It's pretty hardcore, man. So the the weird thing about this is they don't do themselves any favors. If they if their goal to tell people is there's nothing secretive here, it's just like a really old collection that we want to make sure is like stays around for a long time. was
0: born. <laughs> oh, that's an OG one. That doesn't come out in a hot
1: minute. Um they don't do themselves any favors with the ways they restrict it, the ways they hide it, what they make available, what they don't, et cetera, to make people not think that
0: the shit that is- That they got aliens buried down there. That they got some <laughs> aliens buried down there. So
1: in um, in 2012, they tried to tell people, hey, guys, don't worry. Nothing's weird. We'll show you. You know, you know what that usually means? Something's weird. Something's weird. Um, he, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like that whole shit with the Denver airport when they were like, ha ha, we're building the, the uh, end of the world bunker on their fucking ads or whatever inside <laughs> yeah, of the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, it's fucking weird guys. Why are you making jokes about this stuff? Also, seems like also guys... no one
0: asked. We assumed you were remodeling, <laughs> yeah.
1: but maybe not now, yeah, but now yeah. we feel weird yeah. about this. Um, So in March, 2012, the Vatican, had a uh, a show called Lux in Arcana.
0: Uh, what type of show?
1: Uh, like a, sit- sitcom. Like a yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh man.
0: A dun, musical. Dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> Great costumes off Broadway. Great costumes. Um, no, like a museum show. Ah. Where exhibits, perhaps an exhibit, perhaps where uh, Lux in Arcana, which means like. Showing light on, like, the hidden things, mm. which I think was their way of being like, see, it's secretive, but, like, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Yeah. And they rolled out a set of, I think it was, like, 20 to 40 different- Alien bodies?
0: <laughs> it was and, just alien and bodies. performed live autopsies. Here are 40 different aliens <laughs> we have in our secret archives. <laughs> see, guys? Nothing to fear. Nothing to <laughs> They're
1: all dead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. No, it was it was in Rome's uh, Capitoline Museum and it was just a bunch of documents um, that they were like, here's some examples of what's in there. For instance, uh, a letter from Pope Pius IX to the, quote, president of the Confederate States of America, which was not exactly a thing at the time, or I mm-hmm. guess maybe the Confederacy thought it was. But okay. Jefferson Davis basically had written the Pope in an appeal to be like hey, man, uh, we're having some trouble over here, and we could really use our side. Um, Lincoln did as well, correct? They both did, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they put on display the response to to, um, to Jefferson Davis, which I don't understand because you didn't have a photocopier at the time. So what happened? Did you not send the letter? Did you write the letter? The letter oh. went
0: there, and then it got sent back? That's a good question. You're saying how slash why do they have that letter? Yeah. If it was a letter to Jefferson
1: Davis? Was it a correspondence that he wrote and then someone else wrote on like smaller paper so that it could be sent? Hmm. You you know, like I don't.
0: When were the first carbon copies a
1: thing? um, I would imagine. in the 1860s? I would imagine after the Civil War, but I don't know.
0: That is weird. Yeah. Or maybe it was like, you know. Someone in Davis's family had it and donated it back. Right. or the Which I
1: know has happened as they get back certain things. The Vatican
0: has dumb money, too. They probably go around and buy They're up a bunch of museums. stuff that yeah. they want to have control of.
1: I also wondered if uh, the papacy has a rule similar to the U.S. presidency where there's some sort of, like, you got to have a— you got to have a record of all the stuff you say, cause you're an important person. Mm. And so maybe it is something where like two copies of everything, like they write it out, you know, like here's my letter. And then they give it to some scribe whose entire job is to rewrite that letter or you dictate it to somebody and they just make two, two writings, two scribes at the same time or something like that. Yeah. yeah I don't know. So that's one example. Um, there is <laughs> this one I found kind of funny. Um, henry the eighth's divorce request did you Dang. see the, did you see this
0: one no it sucks
1: um so henry the eighth uh wanted to marry anne boleyn but he couldn't because he was already married <laughs> to catherine oh! of aragon mm. and so he's like
0: hey pope hey pope man pope man x pope man the 10th um uh, <laughs> I'm going to be shocked if we make it through this episode without several angry emails, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well. um, He asked the Pope for an annulment of his marriage with Catherine of Aragon so that he could... What reason was given? Um, I don't know the specific reason. What I do know is that he sent a... uh, Hang on, let me find it. Shit went bad real quick. Shit went bad (laughs) real quick. That was the whole letter. It was like a six foot tall petition scroll signed by 80 clergymen and lords, all with their individual seals stamped all over it with like
0: ribbons and shit. Attesting to what? Like Like, his wife, his wife really sucks. sucks. She sucks, dude. (laughs) She sucks, shit went bad real quick. You know what I mean? We're (laughs) we're
1: lords and clergymen and like we appeal to your sensibilities. She's wow. terrible. You got to let him out. You're
0: yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
1: the letter they sent back? Yeah, <laughs> pr- probably. Actually, they they did say no. Great. They're like, hey, nice big scroll, dude. Very pretty. Uh, no, you're, you're being kind of a dick of right now? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, yeah, one more example of some of the stuff that they put on display to say no secrets here was actually... Uh, Letters from the Native American Ojibwe tribe in Canada from 1887. Um, it was sent to Pope Leo the Thirteenth, um, and it was basically uh, a somewhat religious appeal. Like they were talking to the Pope as someone who was a great prayer, and they wanted to kind of connect over their sort of religious and spiritual beliefs. Huh. Um, so yeah, it's like. Pretty interesting. I mean, that's like, you know, that's a hundred and at this point, 140 year old document from yeah. around the world and it was written in Ojibwe and I don't know, like there's some interesting sort of asides in here, but again, to your point, none of this stuff is like
0: transcendent or well, and, and it's obviously very carefully curated. You're not going to select the things that are either like totally benign and boring or that make you look bad, right? Or that have actual sensitive information in them, right? And so you're you're handpicking the hundred safest things that you can display, right? Exactly. So, which is why. <laughs> What's really in there, though?
1: Which is why there are uh, hundreds, maybe more,
0: of conspiracy theories. Oh, so many, and so little information about all of them. Yeah. It's great. I love I love that people are like. I bet this is
1: in there. <laughs> Dude. Oh, really? Did you, like, find it? <laughs> no, but I bet it's in there. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. It, this one was really hard to find. There's so much speculation, and there are so many conspiracies about what's in there. Yeah. And there's literally no sourcing of anything for any of them. Yeah. Even when, like, very reputable places like The Atlantic or, like... Uh, whatever, pick your news source, are writing about these things. They're just like, eh, people say this. Like, like oh, Do they? Okay. I'm sure somebody has said that. Right. Um, Great example of this. One of the speculations is that the Vatican has evidence of extraterrestrial life. Sick. Aliens. Let's in, do this. Whatever, we found the aliens, guys. In, <laughs> welcome to the Wooded Podcast. In whatever form that might be, whether it's like, Uh, scientific information or actual, like, artifacts or actual bodies or whatever. So if you Google, like, Vatican aliens, you will get 9 million results. Hell yeah. And I found so many different articles and YouTube videos and blog posts that were all, like, here are the things that people think might be in there, right? And all of them say extraterrestrial life. None of them cite anything sick the closest i could find the one place that cited something was a blog post mm-hmm. from like catholicstoday.com or something tight that said the, well the headline was alien life and the vatican right okay cool headline i'm pr- i'm going to read that article the pope has talked about aliens since so hold on sorry <laughs> go ahead This whole article was them reacting to an episode of Unsealed Alien Files, which, if you're not familiar, is basically the bootleg Ancient Aliens. Which... It's like an even wilder, even less based-in-reality version of Ancient Aliens with all the B-list guests. And let's all just thank the Pope really quick that that fucking exists. (laughs) Because (laughs) hell fucking yeah. So everyone was referencing this article that was making fun of Basically a fictional TV show. Tight. So I went and watched the episode today. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm going to quickly summarize some of the quote-unquote evidence that they provide in that episode. On behalf of all of our
1: listeners, I'd like to thank you for watching that (laughs) bootleg-ass fucking ancient aliens
0: episode today so we can benefit. You know, sometimes you're going through YouTube and just... Holy uh, shit! (laughs) Hey! Yep. Uh, it's on YouTube, by the way, if you want to watch this episode Oops, I, got, oops, I landed in the weird part eh, It's like all YouTube recommends to me these yeah, days I was going to say, you live in the weird part yeah. uh, Okay, someone filmed a UFO near the Vatican Around the time of Pope John Paul's funeral He's going up, man Direct quote from the uh, deep-voiced narrator guy The possibility that this craft came to pay its respects to the Pope and his people Is more likely than you think First question. Boy, that's a good way of saying something (laughs) incredibly generic, isn't it? That's a great way of saying something is false. (laughs) (laughs) Well, That's true. More likely than... How likely do I think that is? Right, that's... Step one is, I think it's extremely unlikely. So are you saying it's like 1% likely? Because I think it's roughly zero.
1: 1% likely is still a very bad percentage. But it's more likely than I think. (laughs) Technically, by <laughs> sure. your your judgment, um, I I think the way cooler way they could have said that is that was his departure ship because he's going up
0: to heaven in a spaceship. Well, evidence point number two. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> uh, they went to the the ancient aliens standby classic argument. There are old paintings with things that look like UFOs in the background. Dope. The, the, Vatican? Vatican, the Vatican is in possession of some of these. Mm. Therefore, either they know and or they're hiding evidence of it. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Of
0: course they are. Because the paintings exist. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Point number three. Yep. Another direct quote. This is from, uh, I forget the dude's name. One of the the bootleg ancient aliens B-list celebrity guests. Good enough. <laughs> Quote, it's very likely that some of the religious experiences of the past were in fact extraterrestrial I'm sorry We've now moved on to very likely from more likely than you think Okay it's Taking a slightly stronger stance uh, Yeah, Very I'm, likely, that, that's gotta mean more than 50% right? Um, Even likely would be more than 50% We gotta be talking like 70 right. plus S-
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I'd say two thirds mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So so Moses in the burning bush is definitely just an alien. Well, he doesn't say which ones.
0: Okay. He just says religious experiences. Were, some were aliens. It's very likely that some of the religious experiences of the past were, in fact, extraterrestrial. Now, you may be wondering how that has anything to do with the Vatican. It does not. But but he said aliens. It, but aliens, mm-hmm.
1: extraterrestrial, for what it's worth, could mean just outside of his planet. So maybe it's like they saw a comet. I'm coming to this guy's aid. I don't know if I should be or not. definitely should not be. Uh,
0: And then point four was, and there was no evidence to support this claim, not that there was for any of the other ones, but this one (laughs) should require it more than the others. Uh, They claim that there were elongated skulls excavated from underneath the Vatican. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I see them. (laughs)
0: Basically. Uh, Fucking what? Bill Burns from his living room told me that this happened, so he's a lawyer <laughs> and an ancient alien enthusiast. I've seen them. Have you? <laughs> Are there photos? No. Fuck no. But I've seen them. All Do right. think maybe
1: this guy's bullshitting you?
0: Yes. Um, I think this is what you were getting at earlier. The closest evidence of any, like, Vatican interest in aliens that I could actually find Was that they hosted a, what they called a study week in 2009. Okay. Where they invited 30, roughly 30 astronomers, biologists, geologists, and religious leaders to discuss the question of extraterrestrial life. Yes. And its possible existence. Yes. And in 2008, uh, the Pope's chief astronomer, Father Gabriel Funes, F-U-N-E-S. Stated that the existence of extraterrestrials does not preclude a belief in God, and that it is a question that should be explored by the Catholic Church.
1: And to my uh, to my understanding, this led a significant amount of people at the time and since to go, whoa, why did you need to tell us that? <laughs> like, yeah, why did you need to say that aliens and God can both exist? Do you know something we don't know? Because no one was like oh, my God, there's aliens, but what about God? Like, no one Where's, had that thought until you guys were like, it's cool, they can both be, they can both exist. And
0: you're like, wait, do they both exist, guys? <laughs> I, I was under the impression that neither of yeah, them did. right, exactly. <laughs> uh, is it possible, and if so, classic ancient aliens, yeah, told, and if so, uh, that they were reacting to the scientific community at the time, becoming more interested in and being able to search for extraterrestrial life more in terms of, like, Kepler finding more planets and, um, you know, better ability to detect uh, what is on planets in terms of organic matter and possible signs of life. Right. That maybe that was uh, slightly in anticipation of the direction that NASA and science in general was moving. Sure. Is is moving. Is heading. Yeah, I mean... I just think, like, just in case tomorrow NASA says there are, you know, some molecules on Europa, it can be like,
1: dude, we already told you guys this shit is fine. Okay, right. God's still real. Keep giving us your money. It's gonna be okay.
0: <laughs> Have you? Uh, God's even more powerful than we thought. He made this shit all over the place, not just on Earth.
1: Yeah. See, which one that might be the the way to do it.
0: That's um, got to be the
1: argument, right? To. If, you, if you're if you gonna believe in God That's the way
0: I'm saying if the Catholic Church Is going to like Try and uh, Rectify those two Seemingly conflicting ideas God is bigger than God made the whole universe Therefore
1: Yeah it just doesn't Bode super well From people That were like Literally murdering people For saying that The sun didn't revolve Around the well, earth Well <laughs> Ryan look If we wanna get
0: into What the Catholic Church Has been right and wrong about This episode's gonna be No fun <laughs> Yeah and, and we're going to talk about a lot of innocent people dying or having fucked up lives. That's good point. It's a good point. So... All right. <laughs> let's get back to the aliens. Let's talk about premonitions of the let's end get, of the world. Let's, yeah, let's do that. This is related to aliens also. Ooh, give it give it to me. Uh, are you familiar with the three secrets of Fatima? I am. Hell yeah. I am. Did you know that And it involves a UFO sighting? I
1: did. Tight. I So I... For those of you who don't know, I attended a Catholic university for a couple of years, not because I am or was Catholic. Where they did
0: not teach him who Jonah and Job were.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? That's a fair point. Ah, just got him confused. That's all. Sure. Um, No, but anyway, some of this stuff came up in a couple of my classes. and uh, Aliens under the Vatican? No, the, the, the Fatima stuff came oh, up,
0: though. Brazil?
1: Gotcha. No, South America, though. Uh, yeah, it was Brazil. Ha, sick. I remembered. No, sorry,
0: Portuguese, Portugal.
1: Damn it! Never mind. Same language. Okay, (laughs) close enough. (laughs) You you explain. I'll stop guessing. Okay.
0: Uh, there were three Portuguese shepherds, Lucia Santos and her cousins Jacinta and Francisco Marto, um, claim to have seen a vision of Mary. Yes. The Virgin Mary on starting on May thirteenth of nineteen seventeen, and the, uh, six times between May and October of nineteen seventeen. Yep. Um, they were given three secrets, as they describe them, or they were shown three things by this apparition, this vision of Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was a vision of hell. So they saw. Hi, I'm an important religious really, figure. Look at Hal. Hey, kid. Hey, you kid, come here. Look at Hal. Uh, okay. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. Hey. hey, you little first grader. This is what eternal damnation looks like! God damn it! The the crystal fell on the floor. Uh, (laughs) Our lady showed us a great sea of fire which was under the earth. Plunged into this fire were demons and souls in human form like transparent burning embers, all blackened or burnished bronze floating about in the conflagration. I don't even know what that word is. Conflagration? Yeah, sure, that one too. Uh... (laughs) So basically, they saw a bunch of people Ooh. on fire inside the earth. Sick. Mm-hmm. That was secret number one. That's where they are. Secret, <laughs> secret number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Secret number two stated that World War One would soon end, but that a worse war would break out during the reign of Pope Pius XI, who was pope from February of 1922 until February of 1939. This war would break out if Russia did not convert to Christianity. So now, after the kids have seen hell, got some important geopolitical updates (laughs) for you. (laughs) Hey, are you a diplomat? (laughs) No? Come here, I gotta tell you something anyway. So, these poor fucking kids, uh, right? You gotta go home and be like, hey, uh, Dad. Can you sit down for a second? <laughs> Where's Russia? <laughs> are I'm, we at, are, are we at war? Dad, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she was right that World War One would end soon, and there was another World War that started just after the reign of Pope Pius mm. the Eleventh because he was he. Uh, Died. I'm assuming, or stopped being pope in February of 1939. Stopped being pope. <laughs> well, don't you usually die? <laughs> you die. <laughs> Didn't there was one that retired though, right? Did they? Uh, wasn't it like a couple popes ago that a dude retired instead of dying?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, thought okay. you had to
0: die to retire. Ooh. I could be wrong. Um. Anyway, he died in February of 39. World War II started in September of 39. Uh. So maybe a little bit off, but also. That start date is sort of like a European-based start date. Sure, 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 and, sure. And uh, many Asian countries, especially Japan and China, consider the war to have started in 37 when Japan invaded China. Got it.
1: All right. So... So depending if, on who you ask, yeah. that was potentially an accurate premonition.
0: Um, important to note, these uh, secrets or these visions were not reported or published until 1941 after all of these things had happened. Oh. So, just if you're keeping track at
1: home. was born.
0: Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, I mean, it sounds really impressive until you realize that it was this was after all the after the fact. Secret Three is where uh, some of the conspiracies enter enter the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret Three was originally not published in, so this stuff was published in uh, Lucia's memoir in 1941. Mm-hmm. She left this part out, um, but allegedly wrote it down in 1943, and it was not made public until 2000, because apparently the secret three was very uh, damning or... More damning than hell? Well, much more, um, I guess, would have caused more of an uproar for the average person than saying that hell was real. Or that World War II had, at this point, already happened. Yeah. <laughs> or was happening. Right. Um, so the official version of this Secret 3 is really long and confusing and old-timey sounding. <laughs> but um, I guess I'll just read it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to him. After the—this is a quote from Lucia, uh, or attributed to Lucia. After the two parts which I have already explained— at the left our lady and at the left of our lady and a little above we saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand it gave out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire but they died out in contact with the splendor that our lady radiated towards him from her right hand pointing to the earth with his right hand and the angel cried out in a loud voice penance 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 and we saw in an immense light that is god something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it a bishop, driv- uh, we saw a bishop dressed in white. We had the impression that it was the Holy Father. Other bishops, priests, men, and women, religious, going up a steep mountain, at the top of which there was a big cross of rough hewn trunks, as of a cork tree with the bark, before reaching the Holy Father, passed through a big city in ruins, blah, 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 blah. She goes on to describe basically like the end times. Okay. And people being saved because of. God. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Where the aliens at though?
0: Well, so f- to to wrap this part up, there's a lot of speculation that that is not actually what Secret Three was. Oh, and that it was held onto for because it, it is weird that like the Catholic Church held onto it, presumably in their archives. Yes, for almost sixty years.
1: Yes. Yeah, that is pretty weird.
0: Even though there was a lot of pressure from people to please release it. Right. And then in 2000, they released this version that a lot of people don't believe is what she actually said.
1: And is it just they don't believe it because it's, like, too
0: detailed or too— It conflicts with other reports um, Uh, of of how she wrote this stuff down. Got it. Uh, And her writing style and who it would have been delivered to, who would have had possession of it.
1: So they think it was finessed.
0: Yes. Um, And that it was not, what was released was maybe someone's interpretation of what she had said, Um, but not literally word for word what she had written. uh, I saw like some gray
1: dudes. They were really tall and oh, so it was a man wearing a white robe. No. Yeah, it was a man wearing
0: a white robe. Um, I also learned that in 1981, a guy hijacked an Aer Lingus flight, and his demand was that Secret 3 be published. Whoa! Mm -hmm. What? Uh,
1: That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, it was a dude
0: dude named, uh, an Australian guy named Lawrence Downey. Okay. He hijacked a he hijacked a plane by going into the bathroom and dousing himself in gasoline. Oh, that's not how you do it, bud. <laughs> well, I'm uh, no expert in this, but uh, that just seems like not a very fun way to do it. In his in a statement after after the fact, uh, he claimed to have been a Trappist monk in residence at Trey Fontaine Abbey in the 50s um, before he was expelled from the order for punching a superior in the face. <laughs> He took it's a not job. not monkish, my guy. He took a job at a shrine in Portugal devoted to Our Lady of Fatima. Devo- devoted to punching elders in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time of the hijacking, the third secret was known only to the Pope and other senior fe- figures in the Catholic Church. Downey's statement called on the Vatican to release this secret to the public. Interesting. So he used the plane hijacking as a platform to ask for the release of this statement. None of these things worked out well for him. He just went to jail. That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Okay, the aliens. Yes. One of the things that the Virgin Mary told these kids about was that she was going to appear in a specific location in Portugal Mm. on October 13th, 1917. Mm. So the kids went around telling people this, like... Hey, if you don't believe us, check this shit out. Go pop your popcorn, motherfuckers. Go hang out in this field on October 13th. Yep. Uh, An estimated thirty to 40,000 people showed up. And they claim to have seen, after a period of rain, dark clouds breaking, the sun appearing as a, a, quote, opaque spinning disc in the sky. Whoa. It cast multicolored lights across the landscape... The sun was then reported to have careened towards the earth before zigzagging back up to its normal position. This part is hilarious. Witnesses reported that their previously wet clothes had become suddenly and completely dry as well as the wet and muddy ground which had been previously soaked. That's how the sun normally works. It dries things out because heat. (laughs) Um, Some people also reported seeing rose petals falling just from the sky that then disappeared upon hitting the ground crazy so unsealed alien files yes says of course that was an extraterrestrial visitation that was not a vision of the virgin mary and that and or in my opinion a bunch of people staring at the sun for too long (laughs) probably will have some weird
1: effects on your eyes a glimmering disc in the sky could be Yeah, it uh, turns out
0: you're not supposed to stare directly at the sun Yeah,
1: it'll happen um that's it. I mean, it's interesting though. 30 or 40,000 people, like that's a lot of people and I don't know if there's some collective report of that and the kids said the date was real. It could be interesting. Yeah. I also like um I like the idea that they're like, "Look, we can't we can't like maybe the third secret had something to do with the date and they're like, "Well, we can't share the date because if we share the date and then we're wrong, then we look like big dumb idiots." Huh? You know, the third secret was hidden. Right. So maybe even though the kids were talking about it, maybe like the prophecy or premonition of the date plus what was going to happen was somehow contained in the third secret. Mm. So they couldn't release that because they're like, this will all look like bullshit if whatever they say happens doesn't happen. Mm. And they're like, oh, tight, the aliens did come.
0: We're good. (laughs) So... There's that. That yeah. might be a thing that's hanging out in there is a description of the end times, yeah. according to some kids in Portugal. Right, right, right. Which I guess the the Vatican thought was important enough to keep secret for 60 years or possibly longer. Yeah, which, like, that's that to me is the weirdest part. That it, yeah.
1: That it seemed worth
0: hiding. I, I could see a lot of other explanations for that, too, of, like... Maybe it didn't seem worth sharing because they don't really share anything from the archives. But if you shared the first two. Well, no, the first two were published in a memoir. Oh. Right.
1: But then why wasn't the third one published in the memoir? Was it because it was being held by the Vatican? No. uh,
0: Lucia, who wrote her memoir, chose not to put it in there because she found it, for whatever reason, found it disturbing or too personal or who knows. Okay. Okay. And then later, after her memoir memoir was published, people asked her about it. She wrote it down for her priest, Hmm. who also did not see fit to publish it. Yoink. (laughs) Gave it to the Vatican. They held on to it for 60 years. Got it. Got it. And then published maybe some version of it, maybe their own take on it. Got it. All right. Last weird thing that's probably in the Vatican, but maybe not. Devil himself. How oh, sick! Yeah, let's try it. Uh, I was reading an article today about Father Amorth. Okay. Who, until recently, when he died, was the Holy See's chief exorcist. Oh, for twenty-five years, bro, and claims to have done uh, in excess of seventy thousand exorcisms. Which I don't think is possible. That's not
1: mathematically possible.
0: So if this 25 years? Yeah. You want to do that math real quick? Yeah,
1: I'm doing it right now.
0: (laughs) What's uh, 70,000 divided by 25 or the other way around?
1: Uh, No, that way around. No, you were right the first time. God damn, I'm dumb sometimes. (laughs) Um, So you're doing 2,800.
0: Uh, exorcisms a year. (laughs) He was doing seven and a half a day every day for twenty five years. I was born. In any case,
1: yeah, maybe maybe he would just get up in front of crowds of ten thousand people and be like,
0: "Be gone."
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was like, "Sick,
0: fuck you, devil, get out! I'm done here." (laughs) You're all saved.
1: You've been exercised. Have a good day. (laughs) He
0: would just stand, pour a glass of red wine, stand on his balcony with a super soaker of holy water, and scream (laughs) at people. Just spray the whole crowd. You're saved. You're saved. Fuck you, devil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pew
0: pew pew. He just he gets a
1: parade route, and he just puts (laughs) like score guns on either side, and just sprays the crowds down. Throws throws water balloons at people. It's like the summer fire trucks. And so here's at least one angry email we're
0: getting. Your super soaker holy water joke was in poor taste. You Guys, if you can't find that party, maybe we, we should break we up. We ain't for you. Uh, he said, "Quote: The devil resides in the Vatican, and you can see the consequences." Wait, who said that? This is Father Amorth, oh, chief exorcist. Oh, this is the dude who did all those exorcisms. Uh-huh.
1: Damn That's kind of a fucking Buckwild thing to say
0: When did he say that? Uh This was like Mid to late 2000s Um And blamed See here's the thing He blamed a lot of the like Bad parts of Catholicism On the devil Which Mm. seems extremely convenient to me Yeah And also isn't it your job To make sure that that doesn't happen So best case scenario You're saying you suck at your job Yeah (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway yeah. um he also said this is not really related but it, I thought it was interesting he said that the Exorcist gave a <laughs> that quote, be the subtitle of our show <laughs> not related but I found it interesting it's not really related but I thought it was interesting <laughs> uh he said that the the film the Exorcist gave a quote substantially exact end quote impression of what it was like to be possessed by the devil Yikes. I didn't know something could be sub- isn't exact just exact what is substantially exact mean? There are degrees of exactness. So substantially exact, does that mean like very? (laughs) Like
1: exact is modifiable. It was like relatively exact versus it was extremely exact.
0: Um, He then went on to say that, quote, from their mouths, he's talking about people who are possessed, anything can come out, pieces of iron as long as a finger, but also rose petals. Uh, Yuck. He also stated that uh, both Hitler and Stalin were possessed by the devil Or they were just super shitty people Again,
1: seems like just you're, you're making an excuse
0: yeah. um, Also, if Hitler was possessed by the devil Maybe the Catholic Church should have done something about it <laughs> Instead of just being neutral on the subject Hey my dude, could you have uh, filled up a couple of extra super soakers And right? taken us over the border for me? That would have been helpful Would have helped all of us um so apparently the devil's hanging out in there too. I I guess just straight up. Mm-hmm. They just got him chained to a furnace down there like no he's just running around possessing people I guess all no, they, willy-nilly. They don't
1: put him they wouldn't chain him to the furnace cuz he'd like it. They got throw him in the icebox and he just pissed all day.
0: <laughs> sucks man, I'm cold. Uh I don't have any fun stories about these but I've heard that there's there are also details of Jesus's bloodline that yes. are housed in the secret arch archives 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 I've heard that one too. if
1: you don't know um so uh, here's another angry email we're about to get tight uh the Bible in its current form in the series of books that are in the Bible, is not the eternal form of the Bible what? so. <laughs> Is that a sarcastic? What? <laughs> Got it. No, no, okay. Way. Um, so the Bible has taken uh, different shapes. There have been books added and subtracted from the Bible over time. They used to build round books. They build round books. <laughs> I think keep going. Uh, there were there were also books that were discovered by writers around the same time who uh, who wrote about a man named Jesus, but those were not included in the, uh, the King James version or, you know, the contemporary Bibles of today. That being said, there are stories about Jesus that paint Jesus in a different light than he was, uh, seen by the Bible. And the Dead Sea Scrolls is an example of one of those types of books That paints stories from the time differently than they may or may not have been recounted in the Bible. That being said, there are a uh, significant amount of theories that if there were stories in writing from any time uh, that were damaging to the story of Christ's divinity, Christ's bloodline, christ potentially procreating and having a child that would go against the entire story that had been told up to that point that the vatican would see it in their um in their benefit to procure those stories and hide them and potentially not make them indexable or researchable by people in a uh in a basement under a parking lot
0: yep also lastly they have books of magic spells apparently uh no not lastly, oh, wait keep going no that was all
1: <laughs> I was gonna end the episode there <laughs> oh were you okay wait I have a couple more because there's a couple really fun ones that okay. I think is that I think are worth covering you show right.
0: me what you got Christ
1: bloodline um the <laughs> this one that I find quite hilarious uh some some folks have said that the archives are potentially home to the world's largest collection of pornography yeah uh books that contained visible erotica uh as opposed to invisible erotica <laughs> i guess yes no uh
0: visible erotica that's my, that's my new thing <laughs> uh,
1: invisible erotica just, just, put it on the list dude that's a great band name that's a great band name um stare
0: at blank pieces of a4 paper
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a callback Con- just concentrate real hard um No, uh, but Copenhagen's Museum of Erotica apparently references the Vatican having erotica in it. How would they know? I have no idea. Maybe one of the researchers
0: got to go in there (laughs) and he was like, I found boobs. There's Uh, boobs in here. What are you researching? Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Y'all got any dicks in there? (laughs) Biology? Uh, Uh, I'm kind of into butts. The human form? I don't know.
1: Um. And uh, lastly, I have a bunch of notes on this, but it's a bunch of malarkey, so we we won't get into the story. That's exactly what we, the
0: kind of stories we get into. Should we do one more story? Do I we have time know. for I one mean, more story? We have as much time as we want. People Let, can turn it off. If that's <laughs> a good point. Come back to us later.
1: Let's do one more fun story of potentially what lies in the basement of the Vatican secret archives. Okay. There, Bigfoot. There, Bigfoot. There is claimed to be plans. For a device known as the chronovisor.
0: Oh, okay. I have a suggestion. Yes. Since we're at an hour, and this story is fucking wild as hell. It is really wild. Should we do it on the Patreon this week? Yes. Okay, we'll do it on the Patreon. Or we should do it next week on this show. Because I hate Patreon teases... I think that's a dick move. I
1: do. Th- I think it's a dick move too. But sometimes it's like, well, we only have like fifteen more minutes. It's not really enough for a part two. Oh, it move. absolutely is. You think we could do a part two on the coronavirus?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you think it's part twoable, we can do a part two. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to jam this story into like a couple minutes.
1: All right. That's fair. We'll do this one we way. We'll do the it at other. some point in the future. We'll do
0: it at some point in the future.
1: Maybe we'll put it on a Patreon and that story is
0: wild as hell. And there's a lot to it.
1: Or we'll put it on a part two. Um, that'll be the teaser. The plans for the Chronovisor and and we'll
0: we'll yeah. Oh, it's we'll not do just that. plans. It's down there, baby. It's down
1: there. They be using it. <laughs> they um, seen things. They have <laughs> seen it. Oh, all right. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap things up there then And uh, and we'll tease that for Either the Patreon this week or next week's episode We love you guys, thank you very much Just a quick reminder uh, Speaking of the Patreon, last week's episode is free Go check it out, patreon.com If you want to get 60 plus Additional episodes and another episode Every single week, it's only 5 bucks A month, pop over there Otherwise if you want to send us an email It's hi at whatifpodcast.com Voicemails is 612-246-4614. We love you. And as always, we will see you next week.
0: Nobody cares.